Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hi, I'm Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And I'm Sarah Hart Unger, a mother of three, practicing physician, writer, and course creator. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. On the Best of Both Worlds podcast each week, we share stories of how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Listen to Best of Both Worlds every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Car Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Welcome to another episode of Car Stuff, everyone. I am Kurt Guerin, and I'm here today with Ben Bolin. How are you doing today, Ben? Always, always doing well, man, as long as I keep the rubber on the road. How are you doing, Kurt? I oh, mean, that's good to hear. Uh, same, same. As we start our show today, it's always a good reminder to all of us drivers out there that operating a vehicle on the roadway should be undertaken with a certain level of responsibility to you, your passenger, as well as your fellow human being that you're sharing the road with. We are all trying to get somewhere important. Mm -hmm. We all have the same amount of time in our day, Ben. True. And we are usually all in a hurry to get to where we're going. Mm -hmm. Everyone out there listening, be excellent to each other, as Bill S. Preston Esquire said. And uh, if you're uh, thinking about hauling something today, be sure to tie that down for everyone. That's right. Look, if you don't have the time to tie down that thing you're hauling, then you don't have the time to drive to the place that you're taking it to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do a lot of inappropriate hauling. I mean, I tie things down best I can. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Six ways to Sunday or whatever. But the most important thing to remember is that spending a little bit of extra time at the front of these kind of missions or events saves you so much potential headache down the road. You were telling me off air one of, <laughs> you were telling me a, a very strange road debris war story. And at first I didn't believe it. And I have to say it cracks me up be because you're okay. That's right, Ben. I was driving down I-20 one day and I saw laying in the road ahead of me a range oven that I assume had fallen off of someone's truck. Right. Slid, I guess just slid out of the back. So it's got the, the four burners, the four stove burners on mm -hmm. the top. It's got an oven that you open up, right? Mm -hmm. The whole thing just sitting there. This blows my mind, though, man. You saw a road stove. I, I don't know whether these are common enough that they can earn that name, but uh, we're calling it here on Car Stuff uh, <laughs> Road Stoves. <laughs> so it's strange. I, I do mention that it's funny because 
it seems so incongruous. It seems just so out there and unexpected. And most importantly, as far as we know, no one was hurt. But my question is about the driver hauling that, that stove before it was a road stove. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were they going? What were they doing? What is their life like such that they drop a stove in the middle of the interstate and go, eh, you know, uh, things happen. I, <laughs> I'm in a hurry. I got places to be. Yeah. I'll just tell them the stove didn't make it. You would think wherever that place was, they would need the stove with them. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I thought about it after it happened, and I was surprised that I didn't see anyone at least stopped on the shoulder. I would like to think that they knew that it fell out, but then again, have a hard time wrapping my head around that logic of why you don't stop. So I'm with you, man. I don't, I, I don't understand. There is one thing that I was speculating about, and I want your opinion on this, although it is a little bit depressing. Do you think that people who just drop stuff in the interstate like that or it falls off the back of their vehicle, whether it's a stove, washing machine, anything, you know, like a, that, on that order of weight, or mass, do you think when people drop that stuff, they hesitate to pick it up because they're scared of liability? Or they Possibly. just keep driving? Possibly. I, I would be scared to pick it. Of course, that, well, that would never happen to me. I just want to put that out there. Because I tie stuff down. This person may have thought about pulling over, but then they were skeptical about running out into the street to get the oven. Because, first of all, if you make it to the, to the range, how are you going to then move that from where it sits off of the road? So, I mean, that's that's one of those things that you have to grapple with. Is it worth my life to go out there and try to get this stove off the road, which I'm probably going to fail at anyway because I couldn't even tie it down in the first place. Yeah, so do you just, like, settle in? While you, you got the stove there, you just set up, like, a sink, maybe a microwave, yeah, just, refrigerator, <laughs> just start living. That is an extreme story of road debris. And what we found is that road debris isn't just the result of car accidents. It can come from a number of situations, but it has a huge impact on roadway safety. And the definition is, by necessity, broad. How how does Uncle Sam define road debris? They define road debris, or he defines road (laughs) debris, as any object that would be in the road that's not supposed to be there, and they refer to them as non-fixed hazards. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said in 2011 that more than 800 people were killed by such non-fixed hazards. Fairly dark statistic, but it does put into perspective kind of how this seemingly lighthearted subject Mm. can have this serious effect on other people out there. And that is a sobering statistic, But that is just addressing fatality. Still more than 800 people. It's unbelievable. How many accidents are we talking here? This statistic here is according to the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety. They did a study in 2004 that found that 25,000 accidents occurred because of road debris. That seems like a very high number, but we also have to realize there are millions of cars. You know what I mean? here in our fair metropolis of Atlanta, there was a weird thing that was happening by my house uh, in my neighborhood probably about six months ago or so. This was a surface street, a busy street, but still a surface street. And I'd be walking down the street and I started noticing this pile of hubcaps of like, you know, the plastic hubcaps that are so common nowadays. 
and I wonder what it was. At first, I swear, man, I thought it was some kind of art thing. And I thought, okay, somebody's being artistic, I guess. Or, you know, this is like their creative voice or whatever. It's not for me, but there you go. So I didn't mess with the hubcaps, anything like that. Until my girlfriend and I were walking, gosh, to, to the local pizza place or something. As we were walking, I heard a weird noise behind me, sort of a boom, boom. And, uh, and I turned around, and there was this plastic hubcap cover that it had, like, flown off because there was a pothole that I wasn't noticing. I'm not sure whether it was, like, the pothole or the curb or some combination thereof, but apparently for, for more than a week, people have been driving on this and, you know, going at a pretty high rate of speed for the size of the road, and they had been hitting this unexpected pothole and losing, I guess, their front right hubcap or something to it. And then, now, of course, the hubcaps weren't all neatly falling in a pile. Somebody was taking them and moving them to that pile. I don't know who who was doing it. Maybe it was, like, the security guard or the landscaping person at the local bank or something just trying to keep the driveway clean. But it hit me that every one of those hubcaps, and there were easily more than 15, every one of them was a piece of road debris generated by people going too fast and hitting this unexpected pothole and was really messing up people's cars. Eventually, someone gave it the old Atlanta pavement fix, which is instead of fixing the pothole, you take a metal plate, like we mentioned in the previous episode, and you just slap that on there. So now it has that metal plate, and it got me thinking about all the weird road debris. Thankfully, that's not as dangerous as a road stove. Be it hubcaps or glass or any type of road debris, there's cleanup involved. And so the question then arises, who picks it up? Because if no one picked it up, there would be just trash everywhere. So obviously there's someone dedicated to this gigantic task. In an accident situation, generally the cleanup would fall upon the tow truck driver to, to clean up the minor debris that they can fit on their truck. Or uh, sometimes like a, you'll see a bumper yeah. uh, hanging out of the window of the damaged car on the rear of the they, tow truck. They might toss the side mirror in there or something like that. And that cleanup, though, is part of the charge that people incur when they get a vehicle towed. Other things like stoves, maybe that would fall on the DOT maintenance screws. Road stove. For some reason, do you remember that song Convoy? I'll play it for you later. Convoy by C.W. McCall. We won't play it on air. <laughs> Longtime listeners know what this song is about. It's a great song about a great road trip, but now instead of the lyrics playing in my head as Convoy, it's going Road Stove. I, I, I got to send this to you. I, You know what? I'm sorry, Kurt, because I know this makes no sense to you, but I guarantee you when you see the when you see the video, it'll make sense. I can connect the dots then. And connect the dots. And just to manage some expectations here, man, I want you to know going into it that the joke is not worth it. It's not a good joke uh. that I just made, but it's a great song. 
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And I'm Sarah Hart Unger, a mother of three, practicing physician, writer, and course creator. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. On the Best of Both Worlds podcast each week, we share stories of how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. We talk all things planning, time management, organization, and more. We share what's worked for us and our listeners as we're building our careers and raising our families. We're here to cheer you on as you figure out how to make your days even more amazing. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Listen to Best of Both Worlds every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the tow truck driver has to handle cleaning up an accident oftentimes. And while these tow truck professionals are doing this, they're often also having to deal with someone who is having a terrible day. Someone mm-hmm. who just got in an accident is maybe in shock, mm-hmm. is definitely irritated because who wants to deal with insurance and is a little addled. They're happy to be alive, right? Hopefully they're not injured. It's easy for people. I know it sounds silly when we say, oh, there was a accident on the road someone left their bumper who forgets their bumper but when you are so grateful not to be dead that sort of consumes the majority of your attention span and it's very easy to just realize days or even weeks later that you left hubcaps or tire or a bumper who took care of that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's all a blur yeah that's even if you think of it at all absolutely so speaking of professionals Let's talk a little bit about what happens when it goes beyond the tow truck driver. Because the tow truck driver, just to be clear, they're not going to be driving around in their non-towing hours just picking up trash and debris from the roadside. They only do that when they're towing a car. Generally, the tow truck driver will have the capacity to clean up minor fuel spills. They have 
material that they can pour on the road that absorbs oil, gas, that sort of thing. And then they can sweep that up and have it contained and dispose of it properly. For larger spills, perhaps there'll be a hazmat professionals coming in to clean up. There are companies that do that sort of thing out there as well. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not just vehicle debris that is left behind after an accident. Sometimes there's medical type waste left behind as well. So back to the darker side, when paramedics and firefighters are trying to save a life at the scene of an accident, they're Mm -hmm. not typically concerned about what they leave behind at the scene. So someone must pick that up as well. That team of people is going to be the good folks at the DOT. So whenever you see these these folks cleaning up after the scene of an accident, drive carefully, give them some, uh, give them a wide berth, give them respect, uh, because they are doing a job that is often as unpleasant as it is necessary and crucial. Right? It's weird because one of the things we didn't talk about when we've been kicking around the idea of road debris was the concept of roadkill, right? And you and I have seen a lot of roadkill in our time. I I say that authoritatively, but we've (laughs) driven through rural Georgia, you know what I mean? So you'll see deer, you'll see crow, you'll see possums, raccoons, and so on. There's an interesting distinction in the, the way that some municipalities and communities approach it. There was a public information officer named Ronnie Edis who was talking to Rick Davis, a journalist for the Press Enterprise, about who was responsible for car debris and road cleanup. And he said, if a dead animal on a road for which we're responsible for the maintenance of is a cat, dog, or some other domestic animal, our department's operations staff will come out and pick it up and haul it away. But... If the animal is a possum or some other wild creature, we do not pick up those. Interesting distinction. interesting. I I would love to get more details on this. I'm wondering if maybe it's a conservation thing, like wild animals die, so you want, uh, you know, when they die, they're food for other wild animals. Yeah, let the buzzards get it. Yeah, let the buzzards get Mm -hmm. it or, you know, other scavenging creatures. But to be clear, that's entirely speculative. I I don't know why. I just imagine that that's the case. So that goes to show that people working for DOT, people working for maintenance, they don't just clean up the remnants of car accidents. They also have to clean up roadkill. They'll also need to handle uh, debris that has nothing to do with an accident, but could cause one like a downed tree. Well, roadkill can cause an accident. I've seen people swerving around carcasses before. So, I mean, they can be dangerous as well. Do you remember the time when the cows got loose on the interstate? Oh, oh, okay. This one is okay because some of the cows survived, right? Yeah, yeah. The truck that was carrying them may have been involved in some sort of an accident that caused the cows to escape. This was early in the morning, so before the morning rush hour. So there was an operation to wrangle all of the cows up. So they had to call in some, I guess, cowboys on to come in, and they ended up getting most of them. They were able to get the last one, I believe, during the evening rush hour. So, I mean, this was an all-day event. I just like the idea of these uh, these guys hanging out, you know, maybe they have maybe they have a station the way that firefighters do. Well, I guess it would be a ranch. <laughs> they're, they're hanging out and then one of, one of them gets the call and like, alright boys, saddle up. This is what we've been training for. You know? <laughs> I'm sure they loved it. 
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And I'm Sarah Hart Unger, a mother of three, practicing physician, writer, and course creator. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. On the Best of Both Worlds podcast each week, we share stories of how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. We talk all things planning, time management, organization, and more. We share what's worked for us and our listeners as we're building our careers and raising our families. We're here to cheer you on as you figure out how to make your days even more amazing. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Listen to Best of Both Worlds every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we've had a couple of animal escapes like that. I remember a while back, I believe it was in Atlanta, there was a zebra on the loose. And I learned about it during rush hour. And briefly, I thought, you know, can I make it over there in time <laughs> to see the zebra before they catch the poor guy. But I had, I had gotten the information wrong, and there was no way I was going to make it. I have, uh, I don't know if this even counts as debris. I have a catastrophic road debris story. The hubcap one was the fun one. But this, this road debris story is something that I am sure affected both of us to some degree. And it is the day in Atlanta that the road itself became debris. That's right, folks. A few years back, for some reason, and there's a sketchy story behind this, for some reason, a few years back, part of Interstate 85, which is a, a crucial artery through the city, just collapsed. Part of the interstate that was built on a bridge dropped, literally just dropped to the ground under the most sketchy of circumstances. We can talk about this in a lighthearted manner because somehow... No one was injured. I can't believe it. That's amazing. It is amazing. So it just, it it dropped. And the official story was that there were three people who were sleeping rough, living outdoors, and they were under this bridge and they had started a fire and the fire grew out of control and the fire 
fueled by the stuff it consumed under the bridge, led to the collapse of the road. And it kind of looked like a fiber optic cable of That's some sort. Something like that. It's the orange stuff that you sometimes mm. see sticking out of the ground waiting to be buried. And Yeah. So it's gigantic rolls of plastic pipe. Right. It apparently right. burns very hot. Hot enough to collapse a concrete bridge. Another thing, this unrelated to road debris, another thing that was fascinating was a lot of conspiracy theories proliferated and people <laughs> were saying, well, the official story doesn't quite add up, which I agree with. There are some pretty major plot holes there. Um, and they would say, the official story doesn't add up. You know what really happened? They did this cover-up because they didn't want people to know what was really going on. Yeah, You got to love how there's always a whoosh, whoosh, they in these sorts of stories. Some of the theories I heard were that some faction of the local government was smuggling something or had a corrupt... Well, they were either smuggling something illicit and they decided the best way to keep it out of the news was to collapse a bridge? No, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't check out. No. And then the other thing was the idea that there was some corruption or city funding scandal and that people were making going to make a lot of money off repairing the bridge. Mm. I I don't think there was some vast insidious conspiracy to, to collapse a bridge. Yeah, because... Well, why? I mean, it made national news. How often does a major interstate catch fire and collapse? It's not every day you see it, but hey, you know, who knows what goes on out there? You know, just just the people under the bridge. Yeah. Like, like the, is that, isn't there a Red Hot Chili Peppers song about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we see the story of road debris has several unsung heroes. There are towing professionals involved. There are DOT workers involved, also professional, of course. There are occasionally cowboys involved. But if we're looking at the unsung heroes of road debris, we have to mention one of the most important people in the entire equation, and that is you, specifically you listening now. No, not that person, you. Of course, if you have a minor accident, say you're sure. just bumped the tree. Or you back into uh, your uh, mailbox. Uh, yeah, or yeah. a barrier at a parking deck or something. Yeah, simply pick up after yourself. Tie down your oven. Tie down your oven. If you've learned one thing, <laughs> don't be a part of the road stove epidemic eating this nation's interstates alive. Only you can prevent road stoves. <laughs> It's true, though. You you should try to make, not to be too Boy Scout about it, but you should try to <laughs> leave the scene of an accident better than it was when you found it, mm -hmm. if at all possible. Because if you don't like the idea of you cleaning up for your own sake, just think of the fact that you could be potentially saving the lives or ensuring the safety of people that you may never meet. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's for the driver who comes behind you yeah. and the driver who comes after you. And you still need to use common sense when it comes to road debris, whether it's a washing machine, road stove, what have you, and take a few extra minutes to check your ties and make sure that you're not going to have something flying off in the middle of the road. You know what? We, we should mention some of the other common ones. Ladders. I ladders. see a lot of ladders mm -hmm. from construction trucks. Uh, mattresses. Sometimes people just, I think what it is is they don't realize how swiftly a mattress can come become airborne at high speeds. Yeah. 
This was fascinating to me, Kurt, because I honestly had never thought about it. And now I have a newfound appreciation for the people who come and clean up the road. Because if they weren't there, the roads wouldn't be drivable. No. Think about how much stuff just adds up on a given day. Think of the hubcaps, just the pile of hubcaps alone. Maybe we have to do another show on where, where all this stuff goes. Yeah. Junkyards, salvage yards, whatever. I would assume, okay, so I would assume if it is some result of an accident, and it's not something that could be resold as a component. Uh, I think a lot of it goes to a scrapyard, mm-hmm. um, maybe to a salvage yard. And of course, uh, the roadkill goes to Arby's. You're going to let me get away with that one? <laughs> I was going to make a similar comment about how people normally will eat that stuff before the DOT gets around to it. Do you know anybody's ever actually eaten roadkill? Uh, no. No. I, I've, I've, eat, I've hunted and I've eaten animals that have you know like commonly been yeah Yeah, like (laughs) deer or something but i i myself have never you know i don't want to sound too fancy man but i've never been tempted i've I've never been driving by and saw an armadillo or a possum and thought you know what tonight's the night to surprise my girlfriend (laughs) with a fricassee (laughs) so yes be excellent to each other and to the road well said, Kurt, and I love the callback to one of the best film franchises of all time. This concludes today's episode, but not our show. Uh, I am going to go check out the Ford and Ferrari film that's yes. coming out. I think that that's, as we're recording, that releases this week, right? It's, yeah. it's coming out tonight, actually. So we're going to head out today. We want everybody to drive safe, regardless of where you're driving or where you're going, and most importantly, have a great time on the road. Well, I, I'm supposed to say most importantly, be safe. But, you know, have a great time, too, yeah. right? I mean, that sounds a little dad of us. It does. It does yeah. <laughs> you kids have a great time yeah. being bed by be eight. Safe. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so the conversation doesn't stop at the end of today's episode. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your car debris road stories. What's the weirdest thing you saw on the road? Fun fact, our fair metropolis of Atlanta, Georgia, holds a dubious world record, technically, for the largest amount of dice, or die, rolled at once. Mm. That's because a truck from a gaming company had an accident here, and 216,000 dice, or die, were spilled across the roadway. So that's those are some of our crazy debris stories. You got road stove, we've got the road collapsing, we got some hubcap art, and we've got all like hundreds of thousands of dice. In interstate cowboys and interstate cow. How did I? That's the best one. Let us know. Let us know the weirdest things that you've seen. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, where we are Car Stuff HSW or some derivation thereof. Uh, you've heard Kurt and I refer to some of our earlier episodes. Good news, folks. Or, you know, bad news, depending on how you feel about the show. You can find every single episode that Kurt, Scott, and I have ever done for free on our website, carstuffshow.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time. Car Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hi, I'm Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And I'm Sarah Hart Unger, a mother of three, practicing physician, writer, and course creator. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. On the Best of Both Worlds podcast each week, we share stories of how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Listen to Best of Both Worlds every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.